This is your government. We know who you are. You are about to watch a video that is considered subversive. Police will be at your door in a few minutes and you will be charged with thought crime. the galaxy this is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime this is the free zone with your host freeman hello and welcome to the free zone well we are just one year out from the next election day and this should be quite a fascinating 365 days that we're gonna live through here and we are watching as uh, things just devolve. And a lot of it has to do with your own personal outlook and how we're going to attack and, and protect ourselves throughout this whole scenario and how you feel about it in the politics of fear. So tonight, yes, we have the wonderful Stefan Verstappen. You may know that he is a Canadian author, researcher, and adventurer. He's written dozens of articles for magazines, newspapers, and is well known for his books, The Way of the Warrior, The 36 Strategies of Ancient China, and The Art of Urban Survival, which is uh, critical to what we are going to be discussing today. So please welcome to the free zone, Stefan Verstappen. Hey. Hey. Always good to have you. I always try to get you when it looks like World War III is about around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> But it's never really seemed like that until really now. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah, uh, get ready. <clears throat> so who knows how long we're going to be able to talk like this stuff on uh, the FCC is uh, threatening to take over the Internet. And I mean, I've already been banned. All these other people have been banned. And anytime you try to talk of anything of importance, you get banned and, and the world just takes it right. Like, oh, where'd Freeman go? You know, it just yep. doesn't even matter that uh, they've come and shut me down. I mean, I, I consider myself like low man on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. and yet they're they're shutting me down, you know, shutting down my Facebook, my YouTube. I mean, of course, it's been years now since I've had these. Uh, and thank God, you know, I built freemantv.com to keep this all going and keep it alive. And thank God the people, a third of them came over from YouTube, <laughs> maybe less. I'm not sure. Uh, but yes, I mean, here we are, things are starting to, to heat up and, uh, I'm watching this whole January 6th event. I mean, this whole thing just has me flabbergasted in the fact that I know why those people went to the Capitol that day. And it was not to disrupt anything. It was to encourage and make sure that the hearings happened. And then that entire story got flipped on its head. All of those people, the the Oath Keepers and the, uh, what are they, the old boys? <laughs> I can't think of what they're called. Proud Boys. Proud Boys. Uh, Owen Schroer, who wasn't even in the Capitol. They, they got sentenced to maximum penalties, right? 20 yeah. years. They are being tortured. They are being treated because there is a terrorist mark on their prison documents so they are held in solitary confinement. They are not fed. 
They are put in handcuffs for 18 hours. They're moved from prison to prison. They're all in solitary confinement. They cannot communicate with their lawyers, their family. Owen Schroyer actually came out. They put him in solitary confinement. Now, he's in for two months for saying the election was stolen. And he got all these letters from everybody uh, sharing all their love. And he came out on the radio, got a phone call. He was in solitary confinement for over a week. And then they let him out. He got on the phone. He called into the show and thanked everybody for the lovely letters. And they put him back in solitary for it. Meanwhile, Joe Biggs and the other veterans that have had purple hearts are are languishing away in solitary without food, being tortured, uh, thrown on a cold floor with 15 other people with no blankets. I mean, it's absolute torture. And this is all. And, and, and then the comparison, compare this right with with the summer of rage. The, the mostly fiery but peaceful protests where uh, <laughs> officers were killed, buildings were burnt down, all of that. Nothing, nothing happened to these people, right? Mm-hmm. They were just let off the hook. So we are in this situation of politics of fear where they want uh, us afraid to stand up, afraid to protest, afraid to call out the, the injustices. And we witness what actually happens when you do. And when I look at Owen Schroyer, who is a, a host there at InfoWars, he runs the War Room. Uh, he he constantly said, well, I, I am doing this in good faith. I am turning over all my evidence. I am telling because I know I did nothing wrong. I'm signing their agreement because they told me I wouldn't do any jail time. And boom, they threw him in a federal prison uh, beyond everything that he had so in all of his good faith, none of that was returned. So, <laughs> you know, I came out with a video a couple of years back, and uh, in it I said, in the history of serial killers, where they kidnap and they tie a woman to a chair and. They torture her and rape her and then eventually kill her. All of these people begged for their lives, right? They did. And did the serial killers ever let one of them go? No. So then I make the analogy. Here we are as a population, the citizens, the average citizens of America and Communist Canada, too. We are basically strapped to a chair in the torture basement of a serial killers. And, um, yeah, we're asking them to follow the law, to behave, to let us go, to allow us a voice. <laughs> and just like the serial killers, they're not going to let us go they don't care. You can beg and complain and, and be outraged. and It doesn't matter. They don't care. They're going to do what they do. And what you're seeing with the January 6th um, martyrs is the same we saw in every single communist regime. This is Bolshevik Russia. This is Mao's China. This is Ceausescu's Ukraine or Czechoslovakia. 
you know, they all do this. It's not a surprise that they would take people and lock them up and torture them with no due process of law and um, simply out of a desire to censor people and terrify the rest of us into shutting up about it. Because, well, well, the election was stolen. It's so obvious. Every Anybody with, you know, IQ at room temperature could see through this. And, you know, we all watched the videos of what happened that day. <clears throat> Nobody was killed other than that poor girl. And I'm not even sure that's real. Right. What was that, Babbitt, I think? A- Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. I, do we know that that's real? And, and if she was, if it is real and, if, and she was killed, it was by the security forces, not the, not the protesters. And we saw that no windows were broken. Well, maybe the one window there where Ashley Babbitt was shot. I mean, it, it's ridiculous to, to call this an insurrection. But look, the people were up, were up against are bald-faced liars. That's all they do. They lie. They lie. And, but, they have the power to influence law, influence the enforcement system, influence the media, especially the media. My God, people don't ever turn on the TV. Never. Um, I mean, just turning it on is already polluting your soul and they can get away with it Freeman there's nothing you or me or anybody else can do about it they can lock up whoever they want and you know they would like to get their hands on you they'd like to get their hands on me and they'd like to get their hands on a lot of us and put us in solitary confinement which I believe is a war crime to hold people in solitary confinement for more than two days or three days, I think it is. So they're committing war crimes already, but what do you expect? They're communists, they're leftists, they're Marxists, they're Leninists, they're Stalinists, they're the deep state, they're the special ones, you know what I mean? the people that God loves the most. And uh, they can they can get away with murder. And they have been getting away with murder for hundreds of years. So, yeah, no, it, it, it's an outrage. But where's the American people? Right. You know, wh- wh- how come there aren't... I was talking to Buddy the other day, yesterday. And I said, yeah, but, you know, um, there should be 10 million people surrounding the White House and Congress, dragging the bastards out into the streets and turning them into Christmas decorations from every lamp pole and tree in the state. And But there's nothing. There's nobody. So I don't know what to say, Freeman. I'm outraged by it. Um, those poor people, and they got suckered into that. By the way, before that happened, I was on some talk show, I forget, but I told people, I said, 
do not go to this thing. It's a setup. Yeah, I mean, same. You too, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Like we saw this coming, right? Oh, yes. everybody go and march on Washington. I'm thinking, yeah. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't just open up with the helicopter gunships on these people, um, but that they tracked them through their phones and facial recognition and rounded up like rounded everyone up like classical secret police tactics black bagged them and sent them off to some <clears throat> dungeon um we knew this was hap- going to happen freeman i knew it you knew it i tried to warn people i said do not go there it's a setup because what they were doing was basically what um the truckers here in canada did I think two years earlier, let's have a big protest. Let's go down to the halls of power and uh, let our dissatisfaction be known. And uh, yes, you're well, debanked. <laughs> yep. And then they were, you know, facial recognize uh, facial recognitions software to point them out and have their trucks confiscated, and then the police destroyed their trucks. You know what this? petty stuff like that i mean it, it and then having their bank account suspended and then the money they raised through i forget what it was gofundme uh and they took that money and now they're prosecuting all the people that were uh, like deborah lynch who is supposedly one of the ringleaders no she was just a woman that was you know encouraging people and 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 uh, trying to raise money so that we could pay for the the truckers gas and their lunch you know i was out there um, when they came by through my area we were all out there on the side of this the highway waving flags and all the people that supported the truckers they were middle class blue collar white collar working class canadians i mean original canadians meaning non-diversity and um, they were there with their grandma they were there with the grandkids and the children. We were all waving flags. They were just the salt of the earth kind of people. And here, where I live, they were mostly farmers there waving their, their, their flags. And then Justin Castro comes out and calls every one of them a Nazi. I thought, you miserable, low-life piece of, you know what, effluence. But... Um, this is what we're doing, dealing with Freeman. Um, if you dare to speak the truth, then you're far right wing. Uh, because why? Why is everybody that's the bad guy considered to be far right wing? It's because that's the communist manifesto. You know, with the communists, everybody that disagrees with the communist is automatically far right wing and a Nazi. So, you know, I'm sick of it. But look, Folks, um, they have screwed us all royally, and it's just the beginning. I see so many people talking in code on their videos, you know, using things like jabby jab or uh, the, you know, they won't say Israel versus Hamas or Gaza or, you know, there's so much that people are putting out these videos now where they're already curtailing their own speech. Now, I came across this um, old wartime World War II poster, and I found this very intriguing because I don't think people uh, 
I don't think people see that that that's what's going on in America. So uh, an, a World War II poster, it says wanted for murder. And it shows this nice lady on the cover of the poster. Actually, the photographer is very famous and, and, and picked out the, the perfect face of the average housewife in America and then put a big wanted for murder. Her careless talk costs lives. <laughs> and it says the poster is designed like an old-fashioned western wondered poster it might seem heavy-handed in today's world but america during world war ii was very conscious of not accidentally giving information to the enemy so i mean you just look at this poster and it it's shocking really that careless talk costs lives and stop your wives from sharing information around the dinner table and then if i could go to mark dice who was saying uh, went around and asking, getting people to sign a petition that he was saying, OK, well, look, Facebook has banned all talk of uh, the election being stolen. And we don't think this went far enough. We want to arrest all of these people. Can we get your signature birthday mm -hmm. and all your information? And everybody signed it. Yeah, we should put all of them in jail. What the hell? Yes, please do it. And I mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And this it, is it. You know, it's a real blow to your face and humanity. Uh, I saw that episode. I love Mark Dice. He's great. Yeah. And uh, but this is this is the problem we're up against, Freeman. Um, and to be honest with you, this is just the beginning. I don't know if you've ever watched the movie The Czechist. No. OK, The Czechist. Um, it's a Russian movie, and it depicts the events in Russia during the Bolshevik Revolution um, from the insider view. The Czechists were the predecessors of the um, <clears throat> the uh, not the Mossad, the uh, um, the Russian secret police. What do you call them? Um, I can't believe it won't come into my head. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> should come. I'll get it in a minute. Right. Um, KV, K, KGB. The KGB, yes. Wow, they were the predecessor to the KGB, the Czechists. And it shows what their activities were during these times. And they were going through lists of people that other people informed on them, right? And they say, oh, well, who's this? Well, he's a, he's an orchestra leader. Oh, okay. Execution. Okay, what about this guy? Well, he, he wears glasses, reading glasses. Oh, must be an intellectual. Execution. And what about this guy? Well, he was a, an artist and a painter. Oh, must be an intellectual. Execution. And they went on like that because Stalin gave out uh, mandates, uh, quotas, you must kill 5,000 people this week. And they ran out of people that were even slightly um, against the government. You know, first they wipe out anybody like you and me. They, they come for us first. But no, it wasn't enough. That bloodthirsty son of a bitch Stalin wanted more dead people. So they started rounding up everybody. Oh, and who's this guy? Well, his father was a, a, um, a sergeant in the Russian army. Oh, must be an anti-Soviet 
execution. And then they brought these people into the basement, stripped them naked, shot them in the back of the head, and hauled their bodies up by rope through an opening where they were piled into carts, uh, rode out into the forest where there was a massive open grave, and they were buried en masse in massive graves. <clears throat> the thing is, they killed everybody and anybody. Uh, so you didn't even have to be anti-government or counter-revolutionary. Didn't matter. Were you, you were a dancer? Kill them. You were uh, a school teacher? Kill them. So that's what happens when communists get control of a country. Was it any different during the French Revolution? It was identical. That's what happened during the terror. The terror with the, the French Jacobites, they were doing the same thing. Oh, who's this guy? Well, he once uh, worked as a butler for the royal family. Oh, kill him. What about this woman? Oh, she once babysat one of the, one of the aristocrats' daughters. Kill them. You know, that's what they do. They just run around murdering people by the tens of thousands. I mean, with the French Revolution, they were, went into such a fury of bloodlust that the average people were dancing in the streets with the severed arms, legs, and heads of the people they murdered on the end of poles, waving them around. I mean, you, people have no idea what the French Revolution was really about, the horror. And it was only matched by the Russian Revolution. And that's what they do. Folks, you know, it's... Freeman, I always try to stay positive, right? And, you know, I, I'm, I keep trying to encourage people to be prepared, to work together, to survive what's coming, and to get ready to rebuild, because they'll destroy everything eventually, right? They always do. And um, <clears throat> but what I know about what happens under communism scares the shit out of me. And I don't really go into detail with other people because look, I'm a big tough guy, you know that. I'm a warrior, I'm a martial arts expert. I can face the bitter reality of this world and not flinch too much. But um, I won't tell people this. You know, I was talking to my buddy about the same thing, and he knows this about the communists too. He's a former military guy. And uh, he says, yeah. I said, but you know what? We can never tell the women. <laughs> and he says, I agree. This is not stuff you want to tell your wives or your daughters. you got to keep it quiet from them because if you told them what the likelihood is of our society, of you and me and your neighbors and everybody you ever know being arrested at 3 o'clock in the morning by the secret police and disappearing forever, um, that's not something you want to tell the women. So it's up to us menfolk to figure it out and figure out how we're going to survive this. You have a special going, don't you, on your uh, survival guide for the Renaissance man? Is that true? I see you got the email asking to promote my <laughs> my online course. Hell yeah. 
Well, okay, before I tell you about the course, let me, if I may, um, lay out my line of reasoning and how we got to this or how I got to this. So we have to start off with a premise. My premise is this. Our society, meaning America, England, Germany, France, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Western civilization, dare I say, white European civilization, because you're not allowed to say that. Um, we are in danger of annihilation. We are in danger of a complete societal collapse. Can I share a quick story that goes with that? Yes, by all means. So in Bellingham High School, there was a racist sign left. And the whole school was up in arms about it. Mothers pulling their children out of the school. The superintendent having to deal with all the press. This racist statement was placed in their, in their school on a banner. And nobody, I think, knows who put the banner out there. And it's a big deal. I mean, parents are pulling their children. It's scary. They don't know what to do. The sign said, stop white hate. Yes, I know that story. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Okay, just to, just so people know where the, the, the gun is aimed. I, I You know, as you were telling this, I'm like, well, here's where the gun is aimed. Uh, mm -hmm. right? Yes. All right. But we can't say that either. White genocide can't talk about it. All right. I, well, I it's an obvious right. by now. Oh, my God. People figure it out. Who's the target of all this? Who do they want to get rid of? White people. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of it. Like it's, it's so in your face. How do people not see this? How do you not see this? But yeah, no, I saw that. And, um, you know, it's the same thing with the diversity. Well, is Afghanistan diverse? Is China importing 30 million people from Africa so that they can have the great strength of being diverse? How about India? Is India diverse? How about Africa? Are they importing in 30 million Swedes? You know, it's only white countries that get to be diverse. And it's because it's a psyops to destroy our civilization. So once again, let me reiterate my premise. Tell me if you agree. Western civilization is going to collapse. Yes. Okay. A big reason behind this collapse is because we are under attack by our own governments agree or not yes okay open borders all of that yeah uh, the police border. officers i just found out that four los angeles sheriffs have committed suicide in a week i believe that i believe that that's that's what happens you know listen and it's going to get uglier. So yes, so um, not only that, we're you know we're being uh, discriminated against in employment and in grants and uh, job opportunities. And um, yeah, look, it's okay to uh, attack white people, and uh, that's because we're the target. And the reason we're the target is because of our Celtic, Germanic, Aryan heritage, 
which has always been one that didn't obey the government. White people have always resisted tyranny. And we don't take kindly to dictators and tyrants. And that's why the dictators and tyrants that are in charge want to get rid of us so that we don't threaten their power. And that's what we're up against. And that is clearly stated in Agenda 2030. Uh, Oh, I know. Not only in Agenda 2030, but hundreds of other lectures and documents over the last couple hundred years. I mean, even the protocols of the elders of Sion and all that other and the and, and the communist manifesto and look they've been planning this for at least I would say 300 years to be honest with you they were probably planning this for 2,000 years I mean oh my god talk about holding a grudge oh we've got to wipe out Amalek for the re- listeners that don't know who Amalek is it's white people <laughs> that's that's who Amalek is and you have all these rabbis and other <clears throat> assorted psychopaths screaming about oh you have to kill Amalek but not just kill them but kill their children kill their women kill their animals and wipe their memory from the face of the earth so hence you know burning books tearing down statues rewriting history I mean, we are dealing with serial murderers and um, there's nothing they won't do to injure, hurt and kill us. Just to clarify on that, Netanyahu's psychiatrist in 2010 committed suicide, another suicide on this, calling Bibi a black hole of self-contradictions and uh, uh, a vacuous hole of of self-told lies. His Netanyahu's psychiatrist committed suicide in 2010 because of the inability of him. This was the lead psychiatrist for, for deep mental health, and he kills himself because of the demonic presence inside of Netanyahu. Uh, that That's a true story. Yeah, no. Netanyahu is obviously a psychopath, uh, a, a malevolent psychopath and sociopath. That's obvious. Um, and, you know, I don't know about this, Freeman, but the level of evil of these people, it's almost beyond comprehension. And so I am also tempted to think that they are possessed by demonic forces because it's hard to imagine that a human being could be as evil as these people are um even that i know about serial killers and psychopaths you got to understand people like bb on are on a whole new level of evil so they might very well be possessed by demonic entities i can't rule it out and i'm not one that believes in supernatural things. But, um, you know, the evidence is there. It's hard to explain it any other way. So I've been derailing you on expressing uh, the reasons for your course. And uh... Okay, so my line of thought is this, all right? So I, I figured out about 20 years ago, this is it, we're going down. 
Western civilization is going to collapse. <clears throat> and we know the government is one of the major culprits in this collapse, along with the central bankers and the mainstream media and uh, the flying monkeys and, uh, you know, um, so as a strategist, my first book was on strategy and tactics. Um, I challenged myself, well, what do we do about it? How do we fix it? Because if we don't fix it, we're looking at a dark age that may last a thousand years. We're dooming hundreds of generations of people to live in absolute misery and slavery. That will be our leg legacy to future generations. They will all curse us for a thousand years for allowing this to happen. Your children, your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren, they'll wonder why the hell didn't you stop this? And now it's too late. And now, you know, we live to be 25 and then they take our organs and that's it. You know, it'll be Soylent Green. It'll be, you know, Mad Max. It'll be, um, you know, the gulags for everybody. Logan's Run. Logan's Run. Yeah, it's another one. So as a warrior, as, an, as a strategist, I challenged myself, well, how do we prevent this? How do we stop it? Yes. Okay, so let's go through the options that we have, Freeman. We know it's the government that's one of the major players in this. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, I'd rather have a monarchy than a democracy because with a monarchy, you occasionally, rare, but occasionally, once every 200 years, will get a monarch in power that is not a psychopath. But with democracy, the people in power will always be psychopaths. Democracy is a system that promotes and elevates the worst scum of humanity to take control of the society. That's what democracy is. That's why you always hear, oh, we have to bring democracy there. What they're really saying is, we have to make this country into a, a psychopathic shithole and put the worst people in charge, people that we control, because we have videos of them stored in the vault in Tel Aviv. Um, that's what they're saying. That's what they're promoting. Um, so, okay, the government is the problem. All right, so what do we do? Let's vote them out. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody in their right mind believe that we can vote them out? And let's go back to the last election. Or flip and flop. I mean, I'm I'm just as concerned about George W. Bush as I am uh, Joe Biden. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, left, right, whatever. It doesn't matter because we know with a democracy, it will always be a psychopath, a demon that will win or take power. So, um, okay, let's vote. Let's rally the vote. Let's get out the vote. 
let's vote for a good candidate. Who was the last big prince of a candidate? Uh, what's his name? Kennedy. Um, the one that was going to run. Everybody wants to run. What's his name? Uh, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh, well, he said some nice things about the the VACX. Um, okay, yeah, so... And Vivek Ramaswamy. He's, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for that day. I wanted President Yang, but President Ramaswamy sounds even better. Even better, yeah. So, uh, but look now, since this uh, Israeli Hamas psyop, this false flag, which function, functions as an excuse and a justification to murder a whole bunch of people that they've been wanting to murder for 70 years. And then this happens, and suddenly all these guys are, oh, yeah, let, 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 let the Israelis murder everybody. That's fine. So All yeah. over, yeah, left yeah. and right, yeah. yeah. I didn't know I lived in a theocracy. I really didn't. Yeah, I really, indeed. Eh? So, uh, well, yeah, no, I have no faith in them. I, you know, when, when they came out, well, oh, Robert Kennedy Jr., he should be president, blah, blah, blah. He's based. He's on the side of the working class. And I went, have you learned nothing yet? Have you learned nothing yet? Same thing with Trump. Oh, Trump will save us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, learned? guys. Yeah. Come on. Look, anybody that is contemplating running for office in the any of our countries is a psychopath. And anybody that wins office in any of our countries is a psychopath. And they're controlled by the bankers and the flying monkeys. You know, uh, none of this works. So, okay, following my line of thought here, voting doesn't work. Oh, well, we'll start a third party. <laughs> Have you learned nothing yet about politics and the way this world works? There's no such thing as a third party. I mean, we got five here in Canada. That didn't help anybody either. No. You know? So a third party in the U.S., it's not going to make any difference. We got five here in Canada. <clears throat> the Italians, I think they have seven parties. You know, Does it make a difference? Nothing at all changes. It's exactly the same. Italy, France, England, Canada. United States, everybody is follow, marching in lockstep on the road to world destruction. And nothing's going to stop it. Certainly not a third party. Okay, let's move on. Let's protest. <laughs> let's, let's, let's paint up some signs. Yeah, okay. And then uh, we'll walk down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll and scream. Whose streets? Our streets. Whose streets? Our streets. <laughs> I was just Dude, I was there in 99, you know? I was there against the IMF WTO, but I wasn't. I was there for the party because I knew better, but I wanted to be a part of the experience. And then I watched 600 people get arrested for walking down the street, and I asked all the cops arresting them if they were widows' sons, and they all said yes. I, uh, <laughs> you know, 
uh, I've seen this. I've seen this number. The black bloc was already there. The Antifa. I'm sitting there in this massive, peaceful protest in Washington, D.C., 55 blocks of the city blocked off by people. Millions, right? Hundreds of thousands, yeah. at least. Yeah. And uh, then I, I'm sitting in the in the restaurant watching the news. And it's uh, violence all over the protest, violence everywhere. I never yep. saw a moment of violence. Nobody saw a moment of violence. I don't even know no. where they got the footage of the violence. And uh, it was a party. It was a big party in the streets, but it wasn't doing anything. I mean, I never expected one moment that this mob of people was going to stop the IMF or WTO. <laughs> but I enjoy being around people. So I went, you know. But that's how I knew it was going to happen on January 6th, because I watched it happen in 99, guys, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah, well, let's face it, Freeman, you're always there just for the party. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm just living this life, and that's the true key ingredient to all of this. We have these, uh, you know, what they have us under the spell of, of want and desires, and they then spell out these desires. Democracy means mob rules. And they create the mob. They tell you what's important. They tell you, I mean, we can see this with the transgender and we're going to get into the shooters and stuff in the second half, but please. Uh, yeah. I mean, no. Okay. So no protest doesn't work. Stephen. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it can be turned on you and then it can be used by the opposition to burn down, kill, destroy and uh, nothing, you know, still no change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, it, no, uh, it. Okay, so yeah, no, I, I, I found that protests didn't work in two thousand and three, where throughout the whole world there were literally millions of people protesting in Paris, Barcelona, London, New York, L.A. against the upcoming Iraq War. Right? Remember that? Oh yeah. Millions of people, and it was worldwide. Did that stop them from bombing the shit out of the Iraqis? It's happening right now with, with Palestine, right? There's millions it's, and millions of people in the streets all over the world. You know, Germany, France, they're just, you know, almost all the Masonic nations are just covered in Palestinian protesters. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, while well, protesting doesn't work, all right, what, what else can we do? Armed insurrection. Well, good luck with that. Um, there is no way, first of all, because we don't have enough people that would be willing to take up arms against their government. You know, people always say, oh, well, it can't happen in America because Americans have guns. Yeah, they have guns. Has anybody used those guns other than the, the left-wing lunatics? Um, and the false flag staged MK Ultra mass shootings. And any militias marching down the street? Nothing. There's you. First, you can't fight the government. What? Oh well, we'll form a militia and we'll we'll have an uprising and a revolution. Even the Proud Boys walked through the velvet ropes. Exactly. There's no, there's not going to be no uprising. There's no, not going to be any armed resistance. Forget about it. There's no way in hell. There's because first of all, there's a number of factors. You know, we don't have any real men left. Very few. There's Freeman Fly, <laughs> but you know, people like Freeman and myself are few and far between. 
Listen, if I knew I'd have 5,000 people that would co take cover my back, I might consider leading a militia in an attack. But there's no way in hell you can't get five people to cover your back. So that's definitely not my method, just to put it out there. I, 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 I have no faith in that idea whatsoever. Exactly. I have no faith in that idea either. That's why I'm just saying, you know, I'm playing devil av devil's advocate. Like, if we could, could we? No, we couldn't. And we wouldn't. So, okay, well, what does that leave us, Freeman? You know, voting doesn't work. Protesting doesn't work. Oh, I know. Write letters to your congressman. <laughs> okay. This is something I realized many, many, many years ago. What would we do if the government stopped pretending to be nice? What what options do we have? Oh, well, well we'll take them to court. <laughs> and this is already starting to happen. Like we opened with the show with Owen Schroyer and, and the Proud Boys and even Donald Trump. They yep. were all found guilty uh, by the judge uh, preemptively before their cases were even posted. So we're already seeing them just, you know, it's because it's against the hated class at this point the right-wing conservatives that they can just openly state yeah that's what we're doing yeah we, we we we've removed all their rights i mean alex jones too he didn't get a court date they just pronounced him guilty and said he had a bunch of money and let's take it uh well, you know so openly against the hated class the right-wing conservative then they're they're more than happy to tell you just how dastardly they are yeah so and and then the other thing that I know has been going around for a while, and I never bought into it for a moment, and that was the sovereign citizen movement. <laughs> oh God, they destroyed my name. <laughs> I mean, did what, free, free, free man is is synonymous with outlaw. I mean, it really is. I didn't even realize it took me years to realize I was an outlaw, but I've always been an outlaw because authority sucks, and I'm just not with it. But uh, the free man on the land. Uh, came out with that whole notion of sovereignty and when they took that name free man on the land i'd already been around for you know a decade but all of a sudden everybody thought i was you know this sovereignty person and it just oh, kind no. of it, it it's kind of smothered my name underneath a bunch of things that i didn't agree with i you know i'm gonna file any documents to make myself a non-person or you know uncitizen myself or whatever i that's ridiculous it's ridiculous, of course. I know. And um, because it's for the same reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go into court. Well, I declare myself a sovereign. <laughs> I'm traveling, not driving, sir. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The cops are going to buy that. care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's uh, the line from the uh, the movie, the Sierra. Sierra Nevada is here. We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. We don't need to follow no stinking constitution. <laughs> no, they, they, you know, the officers, they're just out there to get you. You know, any community that will tell you, you know, don't call the cops, man. They'll take you. Oh, away. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's my knowledge. I, I know that's the knowledge in the hood and knowledge in many places. Like, leave authority out of our situation. We can figure this out by ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, where does that leave us, Freeman? Because, again, if we don't do anything, we are looking at a thousand-year dark age. You know, after Rome collapsed, it was like 500 years, and then uh, finally we got a renaissance. But uh, 
these bastards got a hold of all the technology and the AI and everything like that. It's going to be very hard to get rid of these guys. Um, you know, in the old days, we could, you know, meet in secret and plan, you know, sabotage or targeted assassinations, which was is the typical um, guerrilla tactics that are employed against superior government forces. We can't do that either. There's no way you can get away with that nowadays. <clears throat> well, there is, but boy, you got to be smart and shrewd and cunning. And there aren't people around that are smart and shrewd enough to pull this off. So, but we got to do something for me. We got to do something because, you know, people say, well, what do you care? And I, you know what? I get it. I get that a lot these days too. I get people that are really black pilled and they go, well, I don't, I don't care. We're all going to die. So what? Boo, boo, boo. Um, yeah, but you know what? I sit here and I look out through my window and I get great enjoyment from watching the children play in the grass. You know, they're riding their bikes and they're dancing and they're hopping around and wrestling and stick fighting and screaming and yelling and riding their scooters. And, you know, they're so adorable. They're so innocent. And you're feeding them to the beast, okay? If you don't do anything, all those children, your children, your grandchildren, the future generations of, of, of humanity, you've fed them to a, a wood chipper, a beast that's going to tear them to pieces, rip their souls apart, and spread their bones in the fields. This is what you're condemning the rest of the world to. Okay, you're a boomer. Okay, you're, you're a Zoomer or, or a millennial or whatever, and you give up on humanity. Oh, I give up on humanity. I won't lift a finger to help anyone. Yeah, okay, brave. That's wonderful. What a genius you are. You figured out humanity is full of assholes? Oh, nobody ever figured that out before. Yeah, humanity is full of assholes. But, um, oh dear. Hold on one sec. Sure. Hello? I'm just in the middle of an interview. Can you call me back? Thanks. <clears throat> so, you know, but Freeman, you know, I, I look at myself, I feel that I have a, more of a heroic part to play in my own existence. And part of that hero, heroic part is to, you know, try and make the world a better place. Oh, he's being naive and doesn't understand the nature of humanity. We just got to let everybody kill each other. And that's all we can do. No. Let God sort it out. Yeah. Kill them all. And let God sort it out. Right. Yeah. Which is what they did uh, there in Southern France against the, uh, you know who they are. Um, really? Is that it? Is that it? Is that all you folks can come up with? Is that the best you can do? I give up. Kill everybody that God sorted out. It's beyond my control. I'm just here for, you know, a couple of jollies and then screw the rest of the world. You know, I think that's a very low character. And, but you know, I know that's most people. 
But what I'd like to say to people that are listening now is, your purpose on this planet is not just to jerk off and stuff your face. Your purpose on this planet is to leave it better than you found it. Right? Make an effort. Do things for people. Uh, try to make life a little bit better for people. And I know many people that do a lot of good. They volunteer. They help out. They support each other. They donate. Um, you know, they're making a real difference in the world. Oh, it's not, it's not Black Lives Matter, $70 million worth of difference. It's not George Soros money worth of difference. But you can help one people, two people, a family, maybe a couple of families. You know, this is what we're here for, folks. I, I really don't believe that we live in a conscienceless universe. The universe does have a conscience and it is aware. And all of you listening and everybody on this planet was given a precious gift of life on this planet. And you were given an intellect and a conscience. Well, most of us were given a conscience. And you're just going to squander it. You don't get it. You don't get what we have to do. So that now brings me to my final conclusion. So we know we're being targeted. We know the world is going down the toilet. We know that there's nothing we can do to stop these forces directly. We can't vote. We can't protest. We can't write letters. We can't start political parties. We can't form militias and attack the government. So what's left to do? Number one, the first thing that's left to do is for you personally to prepare to survive. So now we get into survivalism and preppers because you know they're going to starve us. They're going to cut off the chains uh, of distribution. And um, why do I know this? Because every communist regime in history starved their own population. It was the Russians, it was the Chinese, it was the, Cam uh, 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 the Vietnamese, it was the uh, um, Nicaraguan. Every single communist regime starved their population. And we watched that all happen through COVID. We watched the, the manufacturing plants just randomly exploding, you know, sometimes three in a day. Uh, we had all of the cattle, the the chickens, the eggs all buried. The milk just dispersed onto the ground. Yeah. Uh, you know, we witnessed the, the destruction of our food supply and then also the supply chain. So we've are, we know, I mean, that wave is coming. There's no escaping it. The, the millions and millions of animals and food was. I know, I know. I, 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 you know, I sometimes cried thinking about it. You know, all those poor animals. Yeah. So that's what they're doing, guys. Um, so the number one thing is to stockpile enough food to last you at least a year. But this is going to go on for a couple of years, okay? It's not going to just be over quickly. So in addition to stockpiling food, you need to be able to become independent of the food chain. That means you have to grow your own gardens, raise your own chickens, 
maybe raise some goats and pigs and uh, a couple of cows or whatever. But you have to become self-sufficient food-wise because the purpose of survivalism and prepping is so that you can live, you, Freeman, and me, and our listeners, we have to survive because we're the only ones that are still sane. (coughs) Things slow down dramatically when it gets to this position. The idea of you grinding flour, you haven't considered this yet, folks, but I've lived the rainbow life. I know what it's like to just uh, have to do everything for the preparation of just food. And it is an all day event. It's not like you can focus on other things and gardening as well. I mean, my gardens have failed and failed and failed. And I don't know if uh, there's all of the stuff coming down or, you know, because I was dealing with all of this uh, mold and mildews and things that grew all over the vegetables. I mean, granted, when I did get stuff going, I had enough to supply uh, plenty of people around me. But, you know, if we think that we can just jump into this, guys, you don't know. I mean, the ideas of washing dishes and doing uh, the laundry and, you know, just the idea of flour or have have whole bean coffee and 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 no electric grinder. Let's see how well you do with your coffee at that point. man. Uh, I've been there. I know what it's like. And yeah. it takes a lot of effort. I mean, water runs. I mean, I can't oh, do it. Yeah. I don't have the back for a water run. I can't do it. You know, uh, yeah, shitter yeah. diggers, all of that. Yesterday, I, I was doing a side gig. I was uh, driving the chase car for guys that uh, they drive uh, trucks and deliver them. And then I got to follow them and pick them up and bring them back. And so I went into the city, into Toronto for the first time in like six years. Oh, I can't believe how much it's changed. I mean, we've got 80 story condominium buildings that are so close together. You could stand on your balcony and shake the hand of the guy on the other balcony in the building next door. I mean, it's just jam packed. And when I was doing my consulting business, and I still am, you can hire me to do a consultation with you. Um, one of the things I would tell people, especially the people that lived in condominiums, number one, get out, get out of there. But the other thing is, if the power goes out, and remember, at any time, the psychopaths in power could flick a switch and shut down the entire power grid of the entire country. And if they get the power off for a month, the casualties, the people that will die will be in the tens of millions. Now, and if you had, if you lived in an apartment building, even if it was just a 30 story condominium. So now you don't have electrical power to pump water up to your apartment and you need one gallon a day minimum. This doesn't include washing, right? Uh, it's just for cooking and drinking one gallon a day per person. So if you've got, you know, a husband and wife, and two kids, you need four gallons a day. Now you got to find those four gallons and carry them up 30 flights of stairs every day. I mean, almost all your time will be spent looking for water. Like, I mean, hopefully you live near a river or a lake and you have to go down there with buckets and get this water and walk up 30 flights of stairs. And so even just getting enough water to make some coffee 
never mind grinding the coffee beans. Um, that's going to be half a day of your work, and it's going to be brutal. And if you're, you know, in your 60s and 70s and 80s, forget about walking up 30 flights of stairs carrying, you know, 40 pounds of water. Forget about it. You're not going to do it. So, yeah, no, that's why, yeah, we got to get prepared. And that's why I recommend a year's worth of food because it'll take you at least a year to get up to speed on becoming self-sufficient nutritionally. So, all right, be prepared, folks. Get prepared for the so that you can survive what's coming. And Let's... now, the final component. All right. The final component is, like take myself, for example. Yeah, I got almost a year's supply of food, maybe more, maybe less. I got I to gotta do an inventory. I've got a really good medical kit. I've got extra medicine. I got antibiotics. I got... Two oxycontin pills in case somebody's really seriously injured and the pain is too much. I've got firearms. I've got radios. I've got binoculars. I've got uh, warm clothing. I've got three alternative ways to heat my apartment. I've got three alternative ways to cook food. I've got three alternative ways to purify water. So I'm pretty good, right? I'm, I'm pretty good, you know. I'm a martial artist. You know, I can handle myself. I got guns. I got food. I got medicine. I got radios. So I should be okay, right? But I can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. People, you cannot survive what's coming alone. Because eventually you'll have to sleep. Or you might sprain an ankle. You know, you're just walking. And, oh, you, you tripped on a, uh, on a shoe on the floor and, you went over on the ankle, now you can't walk for two weeks. Or you get ill. Then if any of those things happens, you're dead. You know, it's the same thing if you're out in the... Like, I, I, I liked camping alone, okay? I like to go out. It was a challenge for me, right? Like, I, I'm going to test myself. Test my bravery. Test my, uh, test my self-reliance. And I would you know, get in a canoe and I would go out in the bush for a week by myself. But you got to understand you're taking a big risk. Solo camping is dangerous because if something happens to, to you out in the woods like that, who's going to help you? You're on your own. Um, assuming that you don't have uh, cell phone coverage. And if you're out in the bush or up in the mountains, you probably won't have cell phone coverage. Then you got to get a satellite phone. But okay, we never had satellite phones when I was young doing this stuff. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have flipper phones or smartphones or anything like that. So when I was going out in the woods when I was you know, 16, which would be 50 years ago, there was none of that stuff. And uh, I was taking a big risk. I ran into bears. You know, I had to chase off a black bear one night, uh, that bear could have, I was really stupid. I should have known better, but that black bear could have turned on me and ripped me to pieces. Who's going to find my body, <laughs> let alone reach me in time to save me. So, and it's the same thing. If we end up 
in a grid down end of the world scenario. And it's just like camping alone in the deep forest. If anything happens to you, no help is coming. So that's why the final solution for us to survive is to form communities, form self-reliant, mutual aid, survivalist communities. And I don't mean everybody go live on the same farm and, you know, have some like hippie commune where, you know, because those things never work. They won't, they won't, they never worked in the past and they won't work with, for what's coming. But I do mean is that people in a town or a village work together clandestinely, right? That's the key to this. We've got to form these communities now, but we have to be underground. We can't allow the government to have even a whiff that we are actually meeting and working together and growing uh, gardens together and buying produce together and setting up communications and networks and practicing uh, self-defense with firearms and bare hand. And uh, I recently did a self-defense course on cane fighting, you know, uh, for, for my community. So everybody learned how to use a, a walking cane as a deadly weapon. No, this is what we've got to do. But you can't me do it alone. That's what I'm saying. You cannot do this alone. Yes. No, absolutely. And I think a good book for you guys to read if you're interested in some sci-fi along these lines, it is actually the book that made me think Robert Heinlein is a Freemason. It's called Revolt in 2100. And I, that that book keeps coming to mind as you talk in how to set up these uh, situations like this. It's It's not exactly, but it's got some thoughts and ideas in there that I think you might find intriguing. Revolt in 2100 by Robert Heinlein. Uh, that That is the key here and, and why we've always tried to stress this message that it's it's up to us and, and, and the beauty that we'll feel when we actually do transform the mind of humanity, because that's what it is. It's not transforming the landscape. We must transform their minds into these positive beings that see light in life and understand all of that. And, but you know, there's no way that we're not going to make it through this without destruction. And just ask the people of Alcapoco, which I, mm -hmm. I assume that nobody is hearing anything about. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I got a number of things I want to throw at you stuff on, but we got to wrap up this first hour. Okay. And so just before we wrap up the first hour, let me plug my my thing then. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So what I have done is I'm working on a book called The Complete Guide to Forming Communities. Uh, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm 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 fighting, you know, a, a low grade depression because I can't I can't focus. I can't get this finished. But I finished like 300 pages of it, and I turned it into an online course: How to Form Your Communities. And it includes everything. There's 12 hours of lectures. There's four hours of Q&A with the uh, beta test class. So they ask me questions about the course, and I, and I answer them. There's uh, two free book downloads. There's 12 class handouts, PDFs. And it will cover everything you need to know 
to form your own community and a self-reliant community and how to do things like form a medical team and form a nutrition team and form a security team and set up a communications network. And, you know, it's all in there, how to do it, how to work together, how to cooperate, um, what kind of legal structure you want to look into, uh, bylaws and charters and um, things that you can do together that will bond people like parties and, and potluck dinners and barbecues and Christmas dinners and, you know, how to do this, create your own community, keep it on the down low so you don't attract the attention of the government and which the people help each other out. And I cannot myself become self-reliant in farming because I don't know. First of all, I don't know enough about gardening, but I have 15 people that are horticulturalists and farmers and they can help me and I can help them to put together a garden. Our gardens have been so successful, Freeman. I mean, we, we got a ton of produce, but that's just one example. Um, yeah, I know a little bit about radios, but I, what I have 10 guys, no 15. Now they all have their ham radio license. They have their base stations. They're all tapped into the repeaters. My communications team can call and talk to anyone anywhere in the world using a radio. So, you see, I can't do all that by myself, even though I am an amazing human being with multiple skills and talents. No one person can do it and not even one family. So you've got to work together. And that's what the course is. The Complete Guide to Forming Communities, you can access it on formingcommunities, one word, dot com. And it was selling at the University of Reason for $400 for the past two years. And uh, I've dropped the price down to $95. Wow. So get the course and invite, you know, and once you download the course share it with whoever you want i don't have any restrictions there's no passwords you can you, you know you download the course you buy the course share it with people that you think might be interested in forming a community and you can go through the course together stage by stage step by step how to do it how to implement it how to get it done and so the solution to how we fight this, these bastards, is we form autonomous, parallel societies that nobody else knows about. Just us and our community. And we look after each other. So that when it all crashes down, and it will, it always does. We are still alive. We have the resources. We have the knowledge and the skills and the talents, and we're sane. And we will rebuild society. Absolutely. It sounds exciting, too. I mean, and and just fun and, and giving your life purpose and all of this, because you know that all the dreams that have been handed to us are all coming to an end. You need new dreams, a new reason for being. 
and forming communities is where it is at and, and how excited and how beautiful it will look once uh, we do rise from that surface. I, I, that's what you got to keep in mind. Uh, we, we've got the doom and gloom black pill going down our throat yep. and we must recognize this love between humanity. And if you start in these ways, you'll feel it, you know, you'll feel yes, it. Yes, and, yes, yes. Freeman, you know, like, you know, I don't want to survive if survival means I live in a storm drain and I go out at night and kill people for food. Right. <laughs> right. If that's the only way to survive, then I'll just cap myself right now. And no, it gives you this purpose. I'm sorry. I got to wrap this one up. Yeah, let's but, go. Uh, it gives you that purpose. Just starting right there. Just you and two other people. You know, that's where you begin uh, and and just start doing it and it, the the sense of purpose the understanding of how much life really means and and the the camaraderie that you develop yes it, it, it's just amazing so uh forming communities.com i mean that's a major markdown on the cost of that so guys get on over there that's another way that we we keep this together is we support our own community at the same time and so 95 bucks that's nothing to get all of this information i think that's a an amazing deal i'd be i will be jumping on uh of course we'll have the links right here for you guys and i want to also remind you that november 24th the aqua cure is getting a 20 percent discount uh using promo code freeman so this is a black friday deal for aqua cure which i mean will really come in handy too since you can make a fire with water uh, I believe me, guys, if you watch Survivor, you know, the other thing on your list is is Flint and Steel or, you know, your your fire starter. Uh, but yeah, with an aqua cure, you can make fire with water. It's an amazing device. And I, I mean, I use it daily. I think it's really helping. I, I breathe the, the aqua cure air. But November 24th, uh, George Wiseman is offering 20 percent off. Uh, so mark that on your calendar. Of course, the link will be down below. Uh, using promo code FREEMAN, you get 20% off the AquaCure. And he's really been a great supporter of this show, too. So I know a lot of you got them and loved them. And so uh, that's epic. So I wanted to make sure to remind you of that. And thanks, Steve, of course, for keeping this all rolling. Steve, thank you so much. And if you guys got show ideas, thoughts, and anything, it's producersteve at freemantv.com. Or write me, Freeman at FreemanTV.com. I love to hear from you. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at FreemanTV because, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm into these Peruvian attack face peeling aliens right now and a bunch of other wild stuff. So if you want to get into those stories with me, uh, follow me on X at FreemanTV. And uh, there's a lot of wild stuff going on. And of course, uh, the videos are continually to be locked, logged, logged up onto uh, Rockfin, rockfin.com slash Freeman TV. And uh, that that builds my crypto wallet if you guys go and subscribe. And if you subscribe through my channel, you get everybody's channel, right? There's all these comedians and uh, a bunch of other stuff, Sam Tripoli and many uh, great shows on Rockfin. So uh, go to Rockfin slash freeman tv and get that uh so those are all the ways that we can support one another as we start to do this and start to look into and if you're in the area if you're near me even north carolina around there get in touch freeman at freeman tv.com maybe we'll start you know getting our tri-state area going and our forming our communities i think this would be amazing so 
Thank you all so much. And we got, I got so many things to throw at you in the second half, Stephen. We're, we're, we're going to work through it fast, though. But man, there has been some uh, totally insane stuff going on, and nobody's even talking about it. It's amazing to me. And I hope that the people of Acapulco and Anarchapoco, uh, which is maybe why Acapulco was struck like this, I don't know. Am I a conspiracy theorist for thinking that a Category 5 storm coming out of nowhere and then just dissipating is strange? Ah, yeah. But hey, those people in Acapulco, I mean, we're going to talk about this in the second half because they needed this information. Uh, because it's not just war, folks. I mean, there's earthquakes, floods, fires. We've seen them use it all. So uh, we better prepare because, I mean, I saw the desert flooding. So anyway, Dubai, underwater. Wait, what? Uh, let's get to this in the other half. Thank you all so much for supporting my efforts. Come on over to freemantv.com and share the link, please, with everyone. Let them know it's still going on. Of course, it's on every podcast player out there. Been on Spotify longer than Joe Rogan. And, you know, I'm there. Just go find me. Thank you all. And we'll see you next week.